0: Hello, hello hello and welcome back to gateway to anime how are you all what's going on we are the podcast we'll be we trying throw open the gates to anime whether you're a new fan an old fan a returning fan ever wanted to get into anime but didn't know where to start we're the podcast for you i
1: am one of your hosts sam and charlie what's going on not much i am excited to talk about some very very fun anime as per usual this week <laughs> um yeah that's all I'll say so far. I don't want to spoil it. I always say this then if people see the freaking They've read title, the title. They've read yes. the title. They're
0: already here for it.
1: All right. Excited to talk about Music anime.
0: Yay. Graham, how are you? Feeling musical? No. No? Not a musical man? No. I know this. Not a piano man. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah.
2: Not yet. No, This episode might change it actually. Hey, so hey, hey. There you go. This one's for me.
1: Are we mm-hmm. starting a band? We
0: don't. Don't get.
1: Don't. I, can, I can play
2: a mean triangle.
0: Be surprised how hard the triangle is. But Not for me, baby.
1: <laughs> As a percussionist, just going to correct
0: you there. You know,
1: triangle. Just, well, you was know, uh, an
0: like egg shaker. I'm like, you're out of time. But. Uh, <laughs>
1: Our band is already falling apart. It's finished. Done. Whatever, Yoko. (laughs) When we say music anime, we are not talking about idol anime, which is entirely its own genre this week. So what we're focusing on is anime that features a band or music as like people who are learning to play instruments or sing or that kind of thing just because... There's too much, you know, so we wanted to keep it uh, in different. We'll do an idle episode down the track just because there is a, it's a whole genre in itself. Uh-oh. And also <laughs> 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 anime that features oh, music oh.
0: heavily. Well, yes, as Charlie just said, we are talking about music anime. And this is quite a multifaceted subject because obviously music plays a huge part in anime when you talk about the openings and the endings. Now, they are a massive part of the anime community and fandom, particularly in Japan. But we're not actually talking about those They're we'll sort of cross into it a bit, but we are talking about stories which focus on music. Whether it's a band, whether it's a classical thing, whether it's something to do with the characters actually involving themselves in music. But of course, as a result, we're going to talk a little bit about openings and endings, but that's probably a different episode in and of itself. However, music is a massive, massive, massive genre in anime and manga. And obviously the anime is, I would argue, Elevate the content because obviously there's music. uh, Whereas the manga, you're like reading it and you're like, well, I hope that sounds good. But like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) how cool, what a great track in my mind. But um, obviously several of these, well, in fact, all of them apart from maybe one that we're talking about come from manga as a source material. But there's so many things to talk about. But we're going to start, Charlie, why don't you kick us off with one of the older, more classic, seminal, genre-defining Pieces of anime manga centred around music.
1: Okay, so I'm going to be talking about Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. I'll give like a general... Synopsis and everything about it first. So I'll say that it was based on the 1999 manga by Harold Sakushi and was serialized in Monthly Shonen Magazine. So it was serialized. It was adapted by Madhouse uh, in the peak of Madhouse, as Madhouse was going off uh, in 2004. And there was a live action movie in 2005 as well. So this manga was hugely popular. And by all accounts, it's funny you said that anime elevates. Of course it does, but by all accounts, everyone I've ever spoken to who's read the manga has said it's better than the anime.
0: Well, there's a reason for that, though. Yeah, because they complete the story. Correct. Whereas the anime stops and they do a little montage at the end, whereas the manga actually goes and tells that full story. Yeah. So that's probably why that's the case. Probably
1: why, yeah. There's also, like, there's a lot of, um, I mean, I can see why it would work really well as a manga, too, just in the pacing of the story, too. Yes, Um, Anyway, synopsis is, and this is from my my list, just credit there, 14-year-old Yukio Koyuki Tanaka is a a dispirited young boy with no goals in life. However, this all changes when Koyuki saves a strange-looking dog named Beck from being harassed by a group of local kids. The dog's owner, 16-year-old Ryusuke Rei Minami, is an emerging guitarist and the former member of a popular rock band. After Koyuki meets Ray again in a diner, the older boy leads him to his former band's meeting place and dazzles Koyuki with his amazing guitar skills. Slowly becoming interested in the glamour of Western rock culture, Koyuki decides to start playing the guitar while helping Ray achieve his dream of leading the ultimate rock band. Together with Ray's younger sister Maho and a few other members, the two boys launch their career into the world of rock by forming a band called Beck. Beck follows the group's struggles and successes as they spread their fame across Japan. This show, it actually starts with koyuki um who is a ve- like no one to be quite he knows like he loves singing so he's a really good singer that's important so in the yes. synopsis but he's never listened to western rock before has had no experience of that whatsoever so only listens to j-pop even this like fateful meeting with Ryusuke, he ends up getting kind of thrown into the world of rock and roll there's also a massive kind of plot point where he destroys a guitar from his mentor who's like an older man who collects guitars who used to play in bands and he Uh, in exchange for, like, uh, repairing the guitar, he learns how to play guitar from this man as well. So there's a couple of mentor figures in there and a couple of time skips within there as well. It doesn't happen very, like, overnight that he's suddenly just a really good guitarist, which is something I appreciate about this anime too. It's quite a slow burn. It is. So Madhouse's adaptation is, like, this anime is so nostalgic for me mm. and most wow. of these anime that we're going to talk about i'd say pretty much all of them are coming of age tales almost and I think, always yes. yes and i think that because and i think in most mediums where music is used like think about almost famous those kind of things that they i think that the idea of forming a band and like the relationships within that and kind of discovering yourself through performance it lends itself to these kind of stories and beck does this really fucking well yeah it's nostalgic for me because in high school, uh, me and my high school boyfriend were obsessed with this show. We used to watch it. And um, he was in a band, quite an average band. Look, I don't think he listens to this podcast. I hope not. And um, if, he, if he does, then babe, you need to move on. Uh, and so <laughs> <laughs> he's over it. literally married with three kids. I think he's fine. Um, yeah, but
2: is he happy? Yeah, yeah he know. could be on that of
1: podcast. No, um, <laughs> sorry. Weird. Um anyway, but he I think he was so kind of, you know, loved this adamant. I think it spoke to him so much because it was kind of reflecting like a lot of his own experiences. Mm. And watching it, it's it's quite unique because it doesn't really shy away like it's slice of lifey, but it's kind of grungy, you know, like you're dealing, there's a lot of swear words, there's a lot of people lot. fighting each other, there's lots of drugs, alcohol, but not in a way which you expect. It's not like the lead character, the protagonist, like gets addicted to drugs or anything like that. Like he's still very much himself kind of mm. on the outer, but it's uh, it's a bit more of a grungier, like classic rock and roll tale. And I think what I like about it as well is it deals with, yeah, it, it's quite realistic in terms of how bands are navigated and how you deal with chemistry between band members and how you deal with band members who drink too much or like can't turn up performances, people who take it more seriously, people who are willing to put their life on hold for the band, people who aren't, which is things that I've grown up around a lot of bands. I know a lot of musicians and these are things that are just universal. This show also just captures like first love. It captures the idea of just having this massive dream. It's a little bit, you know, it's not exactly realistic. Like I Beck ends up being the biggest band in the world by the end of the manga, which is, you know, not necessarily... How all bands turn out, as my high school boyfriend is living proof of. Um, There's like, like, some strays just up in here. He was, a, he was a nice guy. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's like the loveliest guy ever. He's a really good guy. <laughs>
0: Fuck
2: you and your kids. <laughs> that's what guy. we're saying. Ha ha
0: ha. You dumb shit ass
2: band. No, I was dude. Saying, that's about <laughs> it. Loser. He
1: was good. Okay, wow. I, uh, that's a lot. No, I mean, just in terms of like, I think this show captures something. And also, we have to talk about the. Adaptation, Madhouse adaptation, mm. is gone through a couple of things. So what you'll see on Crunchyroll now isn't actually the original in terms of licensing issues. So my favourite moment of this anime, and of any anime actually, is a scene in late in the series where the main character gets to sing a certain song on a stage, and the song is actually the Beatles I've Got a Feeling and i weirdly heard that version of the song before i heard the beatles version of the song and i had it on my ipod shuffle for years this like japanese artist singing i've got a feeling by the beatles and i, I like i knew it was i knew it wasn't written by them but i remember loving that version i still think i prefer that version to the oh, beatles Jesus. i love the right. beatles so but, much yeah. no don't get me right i love that rooftop performance which is obviously where that song is famous for but um i think that that's a particularly good version but they can't they couldn't get the right so he sings something different there and it's kind of just like that's a shame, but um the music in it is good and you can really tell the mangaka was just a huge fucking fan of the red hot chili peppers and the band oh, is yeah. the so player. the bass player is like is a flea. blonde shirtless yeah, guy flea. and Japanese it is display <laughs> and like the lead singers basically Well, a lot of the band members are based off um you Real. know and obviously this anime particularly being the music that we grew up with and are more knowledgeable of i think it's like you know that are related a lot to it because those are a lot of my favorite bands when i was growing up as well so kind of loving rock again and being like really thrown into that so the lead singer is based on zach from rage against machine yes in terms of visuals in terms of style so he does yeah. yeah so they're kind of the band's like a lot of fun and it really captures uh that era of the late 90s early 2000s music and it's just really nostalgic and good there's some problematic elements in terms of storytelling characters being perverted but it's not that bad because i guess it's coming from a perspective of 14 year old coming of age so i don't feel Uncomfortable watching it. I think that one thing is some of the voice acting in the Crunchyroll um, version that's out now is a lot of characters speak swap between English and Japanese. Yeah, and it's actually like it's pretty, it's pretty decent. But it's um, it's and that's interesting too because a lot of the characters are bilingual in the show. Yeah, or you know,
0: there's a lot of transnationalism in this show because Ryusuke spent a lot of time overseas. Yeah, and has come back to Japan, Denmark, Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands. Yeah, um, yeah, this shows really quite amazing because obviously especially in the west a lot of the media we consume around music is the very classic either it's a biopic or it's the like classic like it used to be about the music man like you know (laughs) throwing a bottle of jack at him like it's very much that but this show really captures something unique and in fact many of them do and again as you said coming of age tales all of these almost and because it's not something I've, i've talked about heaps on this podcast, obviously this podcast is about anime, it's not about us, but like, I spent a lot of my life in and around bands. And in fact, the first proper, one of the first proper bands I played in have become one of the biggest bands in the world, which is fucking wild. And like, that band is Tame Impala. I'm not gonna try and be like, ooh, who is it was I was the original drummer of Tame Impala. I've mentioned it, I think once on the podcast, of the Bofos. And then again, I then went off and did musical theater for a long time. Then I went back and tried
1: to do a band again. In true Beck spirit, do musical theater. <laughs> in true Beck spirit, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, fucking did the Opera. The opera like, fucking, <laughs> fucking. But I
0: guess, and I'm going to mention this a lot in, in the show that I'm going to talk about too, but this show really hit me in many ways that I kind of wasn't expecting because a lot of it is through the lens of a young person being naive and idealistic about what the music industry is all about and the music industry is a very alluring thing and it's very sensationalized and it's very romanticized, right? And But there is something extraordinary about it and there is a feeling you get as a musician and I've been fortunate to do many creative ventures in my life, but there has been no greater feeling that I've ever experienced in my life than being on stage in a band, being in the moment and being in the pocket and having that thing where you're all on, and it's this synergistic, like it is magic and it's almost like a drug. And it's this one thing that I think I've been chasing forever, ever since. And it is that one thing which is like, oh man, like, whoa, what was that? You know, it is transcendent. It really, really is.
1: That's the storyline of this too, because Ryuski's and this other his rival are looking for that feeling. They're looking for the assembling the best possible band. And like it takes a few years for the protagonist to get into the band because he's, you know, just doing backup or support and then when they all yeah. play together they have that feeling and it's like and that's real. Yeah, it like, shows it my, well. Yeah.
0: To see a band go through the ups and the downs and like coming back to music later in my life. And of course, you know, if anyone has listened to this podcast from the start, you might have heard me in the very earliest episodes of this podcast. I was like, my band, my band, my band. Yeah. Of course, that all fell apart because of COVID. I mean, there are other reasons too, right? It's not just it's too simplistic. It was just COVID. But it's very, um this show really hit me. And so did the show that I'm talking about because it is something really difficult to pass, especially when you idealize something so much. And then when you actually go and live the reality of it, it's very different. And it's great to see this kind of like, oh, I'll be this superstar, with this, you know, everyone will understand and want, you know, and love me and, and respect me. But it's also like, yeah, but you ain't what what I don't think Beck does it better than than Bocci the Rock, which I'll talk about. But it's also that side of things where it's like, oh, and also you'll have no money, and you'll be you'll be driving around in a four wheel drive with all your gear in the back, and all four of you, you know, like the real slog and grind of music can be very heartbreaking and especially when you like I even mean, for me but when i left when i had left tame like early on and then gone on done the music, and i was very fortunate to be to be successful in my in my other field of musical theater but like there was a real time in my life where i got very very depressed after the indescribable success that tame went on to after i left it and it was beginning when i was there but like it's a really challenging thing to to get your head around it's still a very difficult life even when you are succeeding at it so many of my friends who are still doing the music thing live extraordinary lives but it's not without its challenges and i and it's not without it's like it's insecure same with acting right mm. so even those who get through it later in life it can be a very difficult very tenuous life to navigate and i think this show handles that really well of course they become the biggest band in the world but even then yeah, it's like it- It handles it really well.
1: Yeah. I mean, you deal with like independent records uh, labeling that like is maybe not the best decision in this. Like a bunch of like, it's quite realistic. I think it's actually very very well done. And I would argue, and this is probably a huge claim I'm about to say, but I think this is the best representation of a band in any media. Uh, I agree. Because I think that music, and I think particularly in live action American things that have tried to capture that, unless it's, as you said, biopic or, you know, Almost Famous was good. Then that creator tried. That's because it was a period piece. You know what I mean? Like, and I think everyone kind of had you know it was like crazy, and we kind of go back and they had a shtick with it. That same uh, Cameron Crowe tried to do a show called Roadies after, which was really bad, and no one responded to it. It's really hard. I think you're right. You can't capture. It feels sort of you you're just like oh yeah, it's music and like it's fine. You can't quite capture the essence of it. And I think maybe because it's animated, I don't know. But there's just something stylistic nature. Stylistic nature, but also I just think that the pacing of it, the fact that, that it is a bit slower and you can kind of go through it and it's taking, it's quite a unique perspective as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's really good. I think it's probably, yeah, I think it's the best representation of a band in any media. I think I it's- 100% agree. I think it's the best one.
0: Yeah, and having lived it in various iterations, 100%. And it's like, it is slower. It's, in some in some elements it's quite boring. You know, being in a band sometimes fucking boring because it's like, you're just grinding. You are grinding and grinding and grinding. And this
1: captures that really well. Yeah, the disappointment of it all and the mundane stuff around it is captured quite well with this show.
0: The arbitrary nature of like success, like why that one not that one, and that's just the game when you're in that in that world, you know. And I think Beck captures it brilliantly. And I was I've gone on a bit of a tangent then, but like no. probably going to do it a few times on this because like this a lot of this content's really triggering. For yeah, me. I was going to say it's and also like, like it, I hate that word triggering, but like it, it is it brings up a lot for me.
1: It made me feel like I, I think I messaged you being like, be careful with Beck, or I reckon it bring up some stuff, That then I was like, I also you know someone who secretly always wanted to start a band and never did I I was finding myself like God I wish I'd just done that you know like Does that? It, it kind of uh it really even though it's not romanticizing at all I don't think it sort of is because you capture the artistry of it and everything I also think just from a general anime watching Viewer, uh, the I love the design in this show.
0: Brilliant design. And
1: we can't go any further without talking about one of the best bits about this show, which is the opening theme song by a band called the Beat Crusaders. One of
0: the best opening
1: songs of the undisputed king, one might say, of it's anime actually, openings. It's really, really great. And if you want to know just what the vibe of the show is... It takes you, I think the reason it's one of the best openings ever is because the song is a banger. Also, you just know that the show is immediately from it the aesthetic, oh. the characters, everything. Like, if you honestly just go and watch the look, type it in on YouTube, have a look at it. If you like it, which you must, you probably will, most <laughs> will, then yeah, watch Beck for sure. It's on Crunchyroll. And if you can just like swap to YouTube to watch the I Got a Feeling scene because it's on YouTube still. It hasn't been. Yeah, I did down. that. Um,
0: <laughs> what Beck does do incredibly well is the aesthetic. And it's just that very much a throwback to that, like, classic 90s, almost 80s-esque kind of vibe, which a lot of people really perceived, especially in those early days, of being like, it's just a kind of cool vibe. It's just a cool, grungy, like, very different to modern anime now. Very The aesthetic is something we don't see done very much anymore
1: in anime. Yeah, I guess in the aesthetic, it's probably closest to FLCL, which is a True. fully coolie, which is something, again, we should... Sp- specify that like we're not talking about idol anime we're also not talking about anime that has musical like influence in it because fully FLCL has got like an iconic soundtrack she's got her bass guitar that she fights with but I don't think it's a music anime because it's not about creating Mm. music which is kind of what we've made the parameters of but um great soundtrack and also uh anime that appealed to a lot of musicians back in the day and still does and has a huge influence of music and things like that so but yes, I think Fully Cooley also is similar in that aesthetic. That's true. Except, you know, with aliens and <laughs> all that stuff. It's a different vibe. Before we were still talking about back there, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's that's really aliens! It's really great. It takes a turn. It's really about
2: <laughs> adolescence yeah. with the aliens.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah no, know. honestly, I think that. Beck is actually quite a realistic slice of life. You know, know, I mean, there's some things about it that probably not, like, it's a bit, you know, violent and edgy in some ways, but it's definitely one of my personal favourites, my nostalgic favourites. And I think, as as we're saying, as one of the, greatest representations of a fictitious band in any medium so please check it out honestly i don't think it's talked about enough now it was hugely popular but obviously it's been many many years since 2004 so i think that it deserves a bit more attention now so people don't forget about it so go check it out
0: all right my show that i'm going to talk about is very different vibe Mm. But cut from the same cloth in a weird way. But it's very comedic. Now, this show only came out last year at the time of recording this podcast. About exactly this time last year, in fact. And this is a show called Bocci the Rock. So, socially anxious and highly introverted high school student, Hitori Guto, later nicknamed Botchi by her bandmates, has no friends or hobbies to speak of. After being inspired by seeing a rock performance on TV, Bocci asks her father if she can play his guitar. Fast forward a few years, Mbochi has become an incredibly proficient guitarist and dreams of joining a band. However, her social anxiety prevents her from being able to do so. She has, however, become quite famous online as Guitar Hero, the moniker under which she posts covers of famous songs as well as her own little tracks, sort of to an equivalent of YouTube, but they can't use that for copyright reasons. While sitting alone in a park with a guitar in Shimokitazawa, Bocchi is approached by the outgoing drummer Nijika Ijichi, who invites her to join her group, the Kesuko Band, as their guitarist and slash singer has run off and they have a gig that night, a classic ticking time bomb narrative, but they've also, the gig is at Nijika's sister's club, which becomes a very vocal point of the show. Despite having to play from within a cardboard box, such as Bocchi's social anxiety, the gig's pretty subpar. But the group come together and realize that, hey, we've got something special here, even though we kind of sucked right now. And this enables Bocce to start grappling with her social anxiety and chase her dream of becoming a universally loved rock star. This show I initially dismissed because I'm not a huge fan of like the Kind of like cute girls doing stuff, uh, anime genre of which there is many things. Graham, we, are, we got you to do Keon one time, still scouts, but anyway, still, let's move on. Yeah.
1: And it's hugely popular that genre, and it's something that I'm sure there's great stuff in there, but I I was the same. I fully dismissed this because I was just like, it's just not for me that cook kind of thing. And then 100%. Turns out we were very wrong.
0: Yes, and I had uh, Lockham, who appeared on our JRPGs episode. One who got me into high queue with a similar thing, and he was like, "Dude, you got to watch this show." And I was like, "Ah, come on, man how, how interesting could high school volleyball be?" Answer, <laughs> insanely, It's the greatest thing of all time, hundred uh, percent. And answer to this, absolutely incredible. This show is so good, it blew my mind. And again, don't judge a book by its cover. And don't get me wrong. Not to say that, like, that the whole genre should be written off. Obviously not. That's obviously not the case. Just not to my taste. And this right? show
1: owes a lot to k in particular. Massively. Like, it, it's, you know, it's, it's like a different version of that. But, yeah, it's more about the music.
0: Yeah, yeah. 100% about music. And, again, but also very much about the social anxiety. And we, we touched about it a bit before with Beck. It's actually a really good, I mean, I don't have social anxiety. No, well, I do. Obviously, everyone does to a degree. But to, this is crippling. Like, she can't speak to people. Like it's it's a really interesting examination of being an introvert and especially within the cultural context of being a woman in Japan, young, not being able to speak to people. Guitar becomes her means with which to communicate to anybody. And even then she can't do it without playing inside a cardboard box on stage. <laughs> like the, that's the level of anxiety she's got going, you know what I mean?
1: This show is, it should be noted, is... I'd say it's mostly a comedy. Like, oh, it's yeah. so funny the yeah. way they do it. But they treat her, like, I think the depiction of her social anxiety is treated with care at the same time. It's, like, running that fine line there. You still, 100%. like, it's not taking the piss out of her. It's just, like, her, yeah, I, I this show is so fucking good. It really is oh, amazing.
0: It's so fantastic. And, again, now, it does something a little bit different. Like, Beck does actually examine, like, the kind of the bad parts of being in a band, whereas this very much idealises it all. Uh, I haven't gotten further in the manga. I've only watched the first season of the anime. Obviously, it might change. But um, not, not that I don't have problems. And Botchi's obviously major problem is her social anxiety and her introversion. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this show very much is through the eyes of a youthful person being like, wow, this, this thing could be amazing. But what it does do brilliantly is show you how transformative and beautiful being in a band can be and how aspirational and how extraordinary the power of music is you know the fact that she has she has like 30,000 subscribers she doesn't tell her band initially at all that she is guitar hero like it's just this really beautiful I got very emotional during this show I was like man this is really beautiful it got huge plaudits on reddit last year it kept popping and i was like
1: what is everyone doing really and oh it became like a cult classic people huge were, classic went viral and people were loving went
0: it went absolutely viral and even in japan it wasn't the manga wasn't massive but the anime really elevated it and boosted it hugely oh, so man. am
1: i wrong in saying the manga is like a four panel manga so it's like it's short panels. form right yeah, is that yeah. similar to like say what we're we in the west recognize as like a newspaper strip yeah, yeah, yeah it's super <laughs> short yeah garfield but um I'm he sure you've Mondays. got information about how the, they came to kind of adapt it and make it like adding her internal monologue, all that exactly kind of right. stuff. So, yeah, they kept yeah. Yeah, bringing um, it out. Who was it, Cloverworks? Cloverworks, yeah. Who are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are fantastic. It's a and
0: really good adaptation.
1: Yeah, this show, I've never been more – honestly, it reminded me more – of kaguya summer in terms yes. of humor it's yes. so that really unhinged cutaway like there's a bit in the first episode that i actually like laughed out loud they do cutaways to like even just live action things as well in this yes, they do, yeah. there's a bit you know where she she thinks this is the first episode so she thinks that um you know when she's jamming with the band she's like hang on i've got that maybe they're gonna be so wowed by my guitar playing but she never played with the band which as we know And we've talked about there's a big difference between playing by yourself and playing with a band you have to take. But, like, she's never played with a soul before. So then it cuts and they're like, you're terrible. And then she's like, oh. And then she goes and she's like, I'm a water flea. And she's on the ground and she's like, and then she never picked up a guitar again. And then this fake credits roll. <laughs> and, and they've got her as water flea. And then like the voice actor. Like, and it goes up and then someone interrupts and like hits the credits away. Like that kind of thing. Like it's really unhinged and really funny. Yeah, and I'm to
2: check
1: this. I, I never it's it, yeah. amazing. Oh, it's, it's so actually amazing. It's actually,
0: I watched the whole thing in two days. Yeah, yeah man. Loved it. Sounds great. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, also, it does so many things at once.
1: The Shimo setting? The you Shimo know?
0: like having all of us, not all of us, next year, Graham. Having just, just been back from Japan this my year. Card already, yeah. right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shimo desar was a vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And what they do in this show is really it's almost a character itself in the show. Which is so cool. Like, and apparently there is an actual club that Stari is based off in Shima, which has now been like mobbed ever since the show came out. And they've actually had some problems with that and had to put things up online be like, hey please be pay respectful and pay for tickets when you come here and right. don't be a dick. Completely mis- misunderstanding the meaning
1: of the show. got oh, like, I mean, like- a community and <laughs> vibe and like support. <laughs> like, and, I'm a found in Santa, anime. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have me pay for anything. Not going to lie, though. If I walked past her and I had watched the show, I would probably be like, let's get a quick photo. I'd be strong, of course. But I'd also pay for my drinks and (laughs) for my ticket. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, it's. It really does treat Shimokitazawa, which is an amazing place. It's like...
1: Yeah, well, it's just like, you know, it's a... Vintage shopping. Vintage shopping, cultural hub, music, arts. And like when I was there, it's like you really just see a lot of people walk around with instruments and that kind of thing. Like mm. it just seems like a live music hub. There's a lot of live venues there yeah. and everything happening. And what's cool about it, so Beck really captures late 90s, early 2000s this seems to really capture nowadays indie scene, you know, the, the late, like the 2010s indie scene yeah, yeah. in Japan, which is so interesting, you know, just watching it as someone who is, you know, couldn't be further away removed from this. Like I I really, it's still the same kind of thing, you know, it's about 100%. finding found family, yep. finding yourself. And like, I love when she, they have to, so a part of um, them being able to play at this club is they have to work at the club, so <laughs> poor bocce has to like <laughs> learn how to do hospitality. But you know what's interesting is like a lot of my friends who are in hospitality used to be really socially anxious introverts and hospitality taught them how to speak to people. Yeah. So that's actually a thing.
2: Didn't and, work for oh, me. It <laughs> <laughs> really
0: didn't work for me. And also
1: like also just knowing that like so it's funny with performers, with actors, musicians, writers, more so musicians and writers I would say than actors but some actors are – so introverted and are mm. so not good at dealing with like and have social anxiety and kind of uh, have no idea what they're doing, but will be these amazing musicians and performers that kind mm-hmm. of thing and have to like mm-hmm. learn that skill to perform their art. So I found that that aspect of bocce was really cool. It was like yeah. everyone brought something different to the band, and all four band members are like they're all really great characters too. they all great. their own kind of thing, and it's 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 really good. This show's so funny.
0: Yeah, it, it's laugh out loud funny. As well, which is so I mean very different to Beck. Beck doesn't Beck has some humorous moments, but it's not fun. It's a drama. Yeah. Beck's
1: definitely a drama and this yeah. is a comedy. So that's where they yes. differ.
0: Yes, yes. Cool. And stylistically again, very like Bocci's a very modern anime, yep. looking, you know, very sharp whereas as opposed to that kind of blurred yeah, line, lines yeah. of, of Beck. But
1: one's pace slow and one's like da, 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 da. You know, like it, it's, <laughs> Bocci, it's bam. It, like it, yeah, yeah. It, she,
0: she picks up a guitar in like the first scene then the next scene she's really good, you know, but but
1: Three so, years later. That was so good. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank God for that. Because yes. I, I just watched back and then I was like, you know what? Thanks, Bochy. Yeah,
0: skip it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: Montage. Uh, no for a montage. TikTok just... audience,
1: we love it. Just <laughs> done. Just done. <laughs> also, I love how she sings her, like, how she makes up her songs about what's happening in yes. her life. Like, when she's stressed and so her songs are just like <laughs> being about anxious at school. They're like, oh, that's so funny. It's
0: so good. But also, Kisoku Band... Uh, all the voice actors do sing, so they, actually all, they all do the singing as well in the show. But uh, the musicians were picked by the music director, so they're all like different musicians from around, so they play the music. But a full album was released to critical and commercial claim, and the album debuted at number one on Billboard Japan's download album chart on December 28, 2022. Right. And it spent many weeks there. Like it blew, I'm, Being in Japan as well, I saw Bochy around a lot more than I was expecting, and that's before I watched it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is... This is a thing. It's a great show. I, I cannot give more of a thumbs up to this if I tried. Bocce the Rock, check it out. Really fantastic. I gotta
2: watch it, dude. Honestly, I, all of okay. When I thought it was like Chaos. I was like, I'm not touching that. Yeah, dive yeah, Diving sure. into that Hell again.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
2: uh, now you've convinced me. That sounds yeah, yeah. great.
1: Just quickly on other band-related, like rock music ones. I my the, the and people might be surprised that I'm not jumping at the opportunity to talk about Nana, because that is a music anime. It's mm-hmm. about a band. Um, so quickly, just for people who haven't listened to our podcast before, I would just give a quick synopsis yes. of this show because I think it is just important. So basically it's about two young females whose names are both Nana meet by coincidence a couple of times and they find themselves at the same house inspection trying to vibe for the same apartment and then eventually they decide they're just both going to split the apartment and so begins their friendship. One of the Nanas is in a metal band and it kind of follows their relationship their unlikely friendship their complete opposites aesthetically lifestyle like they could not be more different and it follows like their wonderful friendship and through the trials and tribulations of both of their careers but Nana is uh yeah the music in that is done by artists there have been like tribute albums it's hugely popular it was also a Madhouse Mm -hmm. 2006 adaptation the manga technically still ongoing it's been on hiatus wow. since two thousand and nine. So the anime caught up and we're not gonna uh, finish the series until we, you know, get more manga and then she just never wrote any really? more of the manga. So it's still technically ongoing. Wow. It's just on hiatus. So wow. that's um that's interesting. And the it hunter is
0: hunter of the Josai. Of the
1: Josai genre. In terms of aesthetic, now this is aesthetic. Like you've never seen cool. a cooler character in your life. Yeah. Like, and the songs are great and it's obviously a unique in its way that it is Josiah, so it is very much about adult relationships and life and navigating and, and and problems that come along with that mental health, that kind of thing. So highly recommend if you're looking for something a bit more adult. I mean Beck as well; they're kind of similar in that. Very band, similar, but, but you Nana's know,
0: got a cooler aesthetic. I
1: yeah, think. yeah, check it out though, please. For the love of God, more people that can get their eyes on Nana, maybe maybe we'll get an ending to the manga. Who fucking maybe?
0: Knows? Yeah. There will be a lot of shows that we won't have the time to talk about because mm. we're trying to dive deep on the shows that we really think are amazing. But like, this is an, a bottomless well. <laughs> like most anime yeah. genres of media, you know, like it's like, oh my Lord, that's... And then you can start going, oh, and that, and this, and that. And oh my God, we haven't even talked about classical yeah. music. And it's, yeah. But anyway, before we digress any further, Graham, huh. what do you got for us, mate? Uh,
2: I'm going to talk about Kids on the Slope. Never made any time for this, which is great. The thing about this podcast is like, hey... Want to try something that doesn't involve just punching people? <laughs> which I was against. Yeah, music is not a big thing in my world. Never has been. Didn't grow up in a musical family. Mum liked the Carpenters. Dad liked Meatloaf. It's weird. <laughs> um, my passions were always art and visual stuff. So music has always kind of went over my head mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. So it coming to anime music genre, that's a scary thing. Scary thing. It's a lot of feelings and emotions. <laughs> <Not my thing. laughs> But uh, Kids on the Slope, uh, it's a very early mapper my mm, production. True. So 2012, so we're really early doors of the behemoth that is mapper. And it is directed by, say his name, Sam? Shinichiro Watanabe. I can do the Watanabe part. So if you don't know Watanabe, you really should at this point. So Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, Space Dandy, like some absolute classics. And this is his music anime. Forte into that world? So, set in 1966, so we're going way back. Introverted classical pianist and top student Nishima has just arrived in Kyosho for the first time for the first year of high school. Having constantly moved around place to place in his childhood, he's abandoned all hopes of fitting in, preparing himself for another lonely, meaningless year that is, until he encounters the notorious delinquent Sentatoru Kawabuchi. Centaro's immeasurable love for jazz inspires Karu to learn more about the genre, and as a result, he slowly starts to break out of his shell, making his very first friend. He begins playing piano at the school jazz sessions located in the basement of a fellow student's own family-owned record store, and as he discovers his immense joy for using his musical talents to bring enjoyment to himself and others, Karu's Summer might just be the best one ever. That's the official synopsis. Yeah, I, I I wasn't expecting much from this until like I sort of the main character really hit with me because I moved around a lot as a kid as well and a lot in my my adult life. So I was like, oh, this this is going to be a meaningless musical anime. Kid likes jazz, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh shit, this is this is this is resonating with me as someone who's moved around a lot, didn't make friends easily, and did a lot of that one year here, one year there, one year there. So. I wish I'd found a piano. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
1: um,
0: you could have been a jazz prodigy. Could have been. In
1: the, um, the 60s. In, In the, the 60s. That was your I'm,
2: first mistake. I'm, I'm terrifically old. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's like these other two, so, well, other three anime. It's really about, it's a coming-of-age story. With about, an introvert. All with an the, introvert. All three characters. That um, about. You know, it's about the challenges of adolescence, be it, like, you know, social conformity, like, the opposite sex, you know, just finding out who you are in the world. Sort of the things as you get older, you sort of forget about. True. Like, I don't remember adolescence. I don't remember the awkward teenage days, but this, it really hit harder than I was expecting it to. Mm. It was set in the 1960s because it's in Japan. So it was always so far you can go into that. But yeah, the sort of adolescence of being lost and discovering something new and like the, the wonders of like a new passion and how many doors that can open. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Mm. and jazz is cool
0: jazz is cool jazz man jazz is
2: cool man um, right. the music's great isn't it? a lot of piano a lot of guitar the stuff that's really interesting is the, the pianist wanting to do jazz and having to sort of conform with that Japanese sort of regimented upbringing of like you have to learn classical anything else is trash Yeah, but him just right. finding yes, a passion for jazz was really interesting as well so yeah I, I it, it got to me a lot a lot more than I thought it was going to actually
1: Interesting. And Watanabe's career has been very much, you know, um, punctuated by music styles. Big time. Yeah. So getting Wantanabe on as director, like, made sense as a jazz piece and obviously knowing that kind of...
0: And it's another collaboration with Yoko Kano. All mm-hmm. right. Yoko Kano did the music, just yeah. like she did with bebop. And, of course, also jazz. Yeah. Kind of, there's a style of jazz, bebop. Which, So, yeah, as you were just touching on, wantanabe's work's always punctuated by music. Always. He always often writes to a musical style when he does a show, like Bebop Jazz, obviously, yeah, Apple Bebop, of course, which he did with Yoko Kanno. But this one, again, for our parameters, fits it perfectly. And the fact that he also worked again with Yoko Kanno, it's, it's a brilliant show. It's yeah. so cool. And it's so interesting. Again, like, just the way to explore... The power of the power of music, man. But like, but it does do that. Yeah,
1: it's a beautiful thing. It's a love triangle in there. Oh,
0: there is so much love triangle action. I wasn't <laughs> prepared.
1: <laughs> this it's guy like-
2: secretly loves this girl. This girl secretly loves them. Like, they're uh, I, yeah. It just reminded me of just being a kid again, of that age, and just having like secret crushes mm. and you know just trying to explore that world and explore the riches of life. It sounds kind of wanky. But no, honestly. No, but this um, is what
1: all of them having comments. Why I love this genre. Yeah. Because it really is, um, there's a lot of high quality shows that capture it. As we've kind of got into, it. there's a lot of really good shows that capture this well, and it's so similar much. to sports anime, it's a similar genre. It does for a sure. similar thing.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Because it also captures that, like almost all of these shows, well, the three that we've talked about, and most of the genre, focus around youth and people in their early days finding music as a as a growth mechanism, yeah, and something totally. to help with a. You know, the passage of, of growing up. These are coming of age stories. And 100%. it also does that thing which Haiku does and many sport animes does when you're that time when you're a kid when you get that chance to do that thing and that thing only. Yeah. And you're like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm this gonna be it. the greatest and I'm gonna do this thing with my friends and we're gonna like nothing else even matters. Like, oh okay, school's there, but yeah, I'll do that on the side, man. But no, nah, I'm gonna be a volleyball player, or I'm gonna be a jazz pianist, or I'm gonna be the greatest singer. Sing a guitarist in, yeah. in history. Like, and it's a beautiful, beautiful story mechanic. And it's something that we can all get behind because of all, whether or not anyone ever like, tried it properly, we've all had moments of being like, wow, I could do that. This is it. Yeah, this, this is, is it. And whether it's, you know, it doesn't need to be music necessarily. But I think most people have had at least a moment of being like, wow, it'd be cool to be a musician. 100%. That'd be cool. You know, I like.
1: Nah, I got fat
2: it. fingers, can play the piano. <laughs>
1: Someone talking said about
2: that to me. I was like, oh, that's devastating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <Right now>. Graham's
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. music out <laughs> that, that was yeah. it.
1: Done. <laughs> well, I think I'm also talking about like the different genres here. So we've got rock and then jazz. And like the kind of idea that like the rock band can be filled with a lot more sort of like. Misfits, where then you have mm. like the more disciplined kind of ones, like jazz is in that. Vein. Yes, and then there's also classical music, which is obviously a very different vibe to like wanting to just start up a band and have that. So, the shows that classical music deal with have very different storylines, usually about people breaking free of like you know, of um, yes, convention of, convention yeah. of like being so. I will talk about a couple of these really quickly. Like, we definitely... We'll I don't do have a enough. full
0: episode at some point, yeah. I think. Everybody. But
1: um, uh, Nodame Kantibali, which is a manga that was uh, running from 2001 to 2008 and animated in 2007 by JC staff. Huh. Basically, Shinichi Ichiaki is a first-class musician whose dream is to play among the elites in Europe. Coming from a distinguished family, he is an infamous perfectionist. Not only is he highly critical of himself, but of others as well. The only thing stopping Shinichi from leaving for Europe is his fear of flying. As a result, he's grounded in Japan. During his fourth year at Japan's top music university, Shinichi happens to meet Megumi Noda, or as she refers to herself, Nodame. On the surface, she seems to be an unkept girl with no direction in life. However, when Shinichi hears Nodame play the piano for the first time, he is in awe of the kind of music she creates. (laughs) Nevertheless, Shinichi is dismayed to discover that Nodame is his neighbor, and even worse, she ends up falling head over heels in love with him. So this is a Josai romance about two very different types of classical musician, and I think it, it is interesting. You know, it's like uh, she directly challenges his like regiment kind of idea. And only reason I'm bringing this up is because it is leading directly into one of the most famous music animes that have happened in the last decade, which is Your Lie in April. And oh uh, yes. The creator of Your Lion April has directly credited that show and also Beck as inspiration for that both really of shows. shows. So, Your Lion April is a manga written by Naoshi Arakawa. So, it was released in Monthly Shonen magazine between 2011 and 2015. The anime was released in 2014 by A1 Pictures. Very famous anime. Oh, yes. But this one people love There's a live action adaptation too. So, Kosei Arima is a child prodigy known as the human metronome for playing the piano with precision and perfection. Guided by a strict mother and rigorous training, Kosei dominates Every competition he enters, earning the admiration of his musical peers and praise from audiences. When his mother suddenly passes away, the subsequent trauma makes him unable to hear the sound of a piano and he never takes the stage thereafter. Nowadays, Kosei lives a quiet and unassuming life as a junior high school student alongside his friends Tsubaki Sawabe and Ryota Watari. While struggling to get over his mother's death, he continues to cling to music. His monochrome life turns upside down when one day he encounters the eccentric violinist Kaori Miyazono, who thrusts him back into the spotlight as her accompanist. Through a little lie, these two young musicians grow closer together as Kaori tries to fill Kosei's world with colour. So this anime was a huge hit. Huge. And it is definitely worth watching. And it's the saddest thing you'll ever freaking <laughs> yeah. see. It That's is was, really it's very a real tearjerker, a really moving piece. And I think captures kind of the essence of both, of, like a lot of classical music anime tends to be about, which is sort of you know um, mm. breaking free of your shackles yes, of, of regiment. Course. Like he might um, be a
0: metronome, but is he really feeling music? Yeah.
1: yeah um Damae Kanda I actually watched that when I was in high school. And I think I was too young to watch it because right. I remember disliking the protagonist because she. Like, I just remember disliking it a little hmm. bit. And I wanted to mention now because it's actually really highly acclaimed and one of those ones that I need, like in doing research with this episode, I was like, I need to give that one another shot. So, mm. and no one really talks about it ever. I've never heard of it. But it's hugely influential in the Josai genre and also in music genre. So, okay. Your Line April is, like, as I read out both synopsis and you were kind of like similar ish, you know? Mm, it's kind for of, sure. I guess you could argue it's like Manic Pixie Dream Girl comes and saves the guy. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: um, it was 2011. Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: But, Your in April is, I've watched it when it came out and it's really, it's very much like a, again, it's a coming of age story, but it's worth watching if you're, if you're interested in classical music and just interested in human relationships and tragedy and you're okay. It's definitely on the dramatic side of the genre, like probably the most drama. I think mm. Beck and Your Lion April are probably the most dramatic of the ones we talked about. 100%. And then Kids in the Slope probably in the yep. middle there. Yep. And then we've got Bocci the Rock over here and Nadame is like somewhere here. Um, and this one I'm about to talk about, which is a really beautiful show called um, La Corda Dora Prima Paso. It's a 2007 anime that I unfortunately watched. It's based off a dating game. Um, so I'll give this synopsis. Say uh, So Academy is a prestigious high school that sorts students into two majors, general studies characterized by distinct gray uniforms and music studies characterized by pristine white uniforms. While rushing to class one morning, general studies student Kohoko Hino has a chance encounter with Lily, a small fairy, searching for someone with the ability to see her. Lily flies away, and Kohoto, puzzled by their meeting, continues on her way. Later that day, the participants of a school-wide music competition are announced, and all of them are, unsurprisingly, music study students, at least until Kohoko's name is read out. Immediately tracking down Lily, the small fairy gifts Kahoko a magical violin and convinces her to participate in the competition. Um, yeah, so it yeah, basically just follows her journey and how she goes head to head with all her competitors, but all her competitors happen to be really beautiful, rich musicians, and it's about like her being in a reverse harem with all of them. And there's a you fairy. You couldn't help yourself, could you? We no, were doing I just, a highbrow I episode. And Charlotte <laughs> comes in emotions. with some degeneracy with some and some lunacy. Shit. Mate. God damn it. I watched that in high school. I watched it. It, was, it is genuinely not good. But all I will say is that actually when they do the competitions and he, one character plays a Ravel violin piece and I found Ravel through La corda d'Oro. So I don't know <laughs> if anyone has ever said that in their life and I hope that you found him throughout the way. So I found some great classical music through this uh, trashy dating simulator adaptation, which is hugely popular. So... There you go. Anyway, that was just me ending on a high note <laughs> about how I learned about a world famous composer, recorder <laughs> through degeneracy. De yeah. um, so, out of all this, like I, honestly, music genre goes for ages. Like we've only scratched the surface, oh, and it's wild. Like
0: again, a bit like when
1: we did the power systems, we're like, wow, there's
0: a whole bunch to this. Yeah, <laughs> like, we could do yeah. countless episodes, and we will because I <laughs> think I mean honestly, I just think this is so fascinating. There's so many facets. To this and like, yeah, I got to watch a new show that I had dismissed, probably foolish, definitely foolishly, in Bocchi the Rock. Mm. You know, like so. Same. Yeah. Honestly.
1: Right. And I got to revisit uh Beck, and now I've got all the songs stuck in my head. I was born to hit in America oh, banger. Bang also, full moon sway. oh my Such god, a there's so song. many like <laughs> just bangers in that show.
0: Such a good song. Now. Before we finish up, it would be remiss of us not to do some cheeky top fives. Now, again, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, we're not talking about shows which are only about the openings and the endings, which is a whole thing in the anime world, but because we're talking about music, let's do a quick top five of our favorite top five anime openings, not endings, openings. Who wants to, Graham, kick us off. What do you got? Do you want to do the whole thing? Do you you give me a top five?
2: What are your top fives? In no particular order. Yes. Because... I've even got some honorable mentions here because it was a bit tough. So, I'll, I'll open with one of the best, uh, "A Cruel Angel's Thesis." Oh, oh yes, yeah, God, that's uh, good. Yoko Takahashi, um, Evangelion. It, it, it's one of the sort of the weirdest juxtapositions from like an anime content to an opening. Yeah, it's wild. It's like, the best. It's so upbeat. It's so happy. It's so <sighs> fun. I put it on the shower and I'll just be dancing around and I'll remember oh that kid was so depressed and abused by his father and then I'll go back to D-d-d-d. anyway next one full metal is brotherhood again by yui hey mm-hmm. okay yeah um, true it's
0: banger what's a fuck
2: um demon slayer Garengo. Lisa. Uh, lisa gorenga yeah come on yeah um, banger the World by Nightmare, Death Note. Oh, wow.
1: Oh, I got the ah. fucking best. Yeah.
2: That is a banger. And then I had to put in uh, Attack on Titan, Rumbling. Yeah. Rumbling. Yes. Rumbling's to. the best one, I agree. Wow, I disagree, but if I'm, if I'm in Canberra and I hear someone doing that in karaoke at 3 a.m., I'm like, well, that's a fucking that's certified. Huge. Yeah, that is wild. And then I got a couple of honorable mentions. So I've got Unravel. Uh, oh yes. And then I don't you probably don't notice, but black catcher. Oh black clover.
1: Oh yes. Yeah.
2: That's up there. That's a, okay. That's great. That's great. That's good, wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's what I could narrow down. There's wow. so many more.
0: There's so many more. I am going to obviously, no particular order. Tank, cowboy bebop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that was up. yeah, that was in there. Absolute as well. banger. We all know this because we've already talked about it. Hitting America, obviously <laughs> from Beck absolutely flawless opening because again also not only with the sound and the auditory incredibleness of the song but also how cool the actual visuals are yeah yeah so so cool now i had another attack on titan one but it's a different one yeah it's my war my was like they're all great aot had some absolute banging openings like that we can be sure but my war for me just rumbling was close Rumbling, Rumbling is, is just such good. a
2: visceral experience when you hear it. You feel Titans coming towards you. Oh, like, absolutely, it's got scale and stuff. But I get War is
0: also. But even like. Wait, I get it. So many, yeah. so so good. Uh, Haruka Kanata by from Naruto. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, you love that one. Yeah. I'm
0: obsessed with that one. Yeah, because it's so good. Uh, I think oh, the God, second or third opening. Yeah, dude. And there's some Bleach ones in bleach there too, ones which I've, I've well. left on the table. But now it's a toss up, but I'd, I'm i going to put in Cruel Angels thesis as well because it's just to. such a banger. But Gerenge was very close Gerenge from Demon Slayer. But that's my top five anime openings of all time. But I bet you someone will be like, what about this? I'm like, oh, yeah, oh no. There's, there's so like, many. many. There's so many.
1: Um, the only one that I have that is different, actually there's a couple that are different from you guys, but I've got... Um, I like their first one from Bleach, which is Asterix by Orange, which is that... <singing> oh, yeah. yeah for some reason, song. it just has got, like, such a huge nostalgic hit yeah. in me and i think it's really cool and i love the opening uh design of it and i think it's like it's just i just loving That's it so call. much yeah, yeah it's a good call honestly. um hit in the usa is just i think it's the best i think it's the <laughs> best song ever written i think. honestly if couldn't you agree me top more. five songs of all yeah, time it's in there it's there for sure for
2: months, you will. Um, <laughs> i had Tokyo every ghoul. party
1: yeah <laughs> i had tokyo ghoul as well it's just a really good song terrible out of me, but oh, fuck, that terrible. song was it just brings
2: out the emo in me so of course, really. Yeah. Nana
1: course. has a great one, but it's not my. It's an honorable mention for sure. Uh, Naruto, Shippuden, Bluebird. That's clearly Bluebird the best great. one. Wow, that is such Bluebird. a Bluebird. Great Bluebird song. Was... Good
0: call, but it's not Haruka Kanata, is <laughs> it's it?
1: It's definitely better than that. <laughs> no, Bluebird was definitely, definitely not... up there
2: for me. It's really great. Is that the one that's got the flute in it? Or what am I thinking of? No,
1: you're thinking the ending of the first I one, of the of which is obviously the greatest song. Ever written <laughs> uh, that. Also, remember, no, no, no. don't
0: try to look so that wise. That is that song. That's that one. Okay. Yeah. Do, 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 Absolute. Oh, okay.
1: We're doing a full song. episode on these. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So also a cruel cool Angel's thesis, thesis has obviously. to be. Also, I had the Samurai shampoo opening. I love wow, that so okay. much. I really do. Do, do, do. It was so really, really I'm the cool. only one with tank. No, I had tank. I deleted it as soon as I said. honestly. I had all of the same ones <laughs> as both of you. and I started panicking because we're all really mainstream, ah, yeah, and people ah, are going to come for us. I don't give a um, fuck,
0: dude, because it's bangers. These are bangers, y'all. Yeah, get out with your obscure garbage. Honestly, like, Oshinoko
1: and- had a really good one. It's not quite in my top five yet, but that was a really great song. Uh, yes. Ah, um, look, this so like we're
0: but, but doing a full episode. Okay, this is now confirmed to me that the, <laughs> the next episode of gateway um, <laughs> openings and endings. Uh, but no, it is a whole thing. We absolutely. can do a whole thing. Yeah, absolutely this. can. We, we we certainly will. But had to do our top five there. Had yeah. to do. it. Had to be done while we're talking about it's music. Not even
2: a top five. It's just the ones that jump out. Just to the me ones
0: really. like because uh, like, yeah, we only sort of did this like an hour or so before we got in here. So like, we'd have to. To sit down properly and actually like yeah. mine my brain of like something in the of them. entertainment
2: district arc and like what a shot of like pure joy that was for me
0: because also if we dragon. are going to do it as as well with the imagery as well like I think that should be part of the consideration. Yeah. This was yeah. just songs, but yeah. like
1: what about Rock the Dragon though? Oh, again, Rock that's a band.
0: <laughs> what about opening a Pokemon BoG? Uh, There's so many. And okay, but, but we're stopping now because otherwise we'll, we will fall into a, a rabbit hole. But. Thank you so much for listening to our music episode. I hope you learned a little bit. I mean, also, you know, a little bit of a uh, little bit of personal stories from, from us as well, which I think, you know, kind of interesting. And it's a bit
1: of therapy for us. Apologies th- <laughs> to all of you. Apologies
0: for you all helping, helping me work
1: through my... No, but I think the music anime is underrated. I think it's really, really critically... Like incredible shows in this genre that get overlooked because they're not necessarily as hype, you know. there's not like a battle, but honestly, when you see that band perform on stage and they Man. sing "I Got a Feeling" by the Beatles or whatever, you know, not not just, like when you see that, <laughs> oh, I get as hyped for that, like. And you know that they perform the, for the cultural festival or whatever the fuck it is. You know, yeah. you get as hyped as you do for the end of, um, you know, for the battles. Like it has the same kind. Of, it actually scratches the same kind of itch. It and I recommend you watch it if you get hyped from sport anime or yep. even battle shonen because it yep. kind of fits that. Hundred so percent. I think cool. just underrated. makes you care. Yeah, just
0: makes you care. It's absolutely extraordinary. And yeah, you're right. Underrated and something that I'm going to dive even further into as a result of researching and doing this. Pod, which is the wonderful thing about doing this podcast. Always finding new stuff even after 25 years. So. Honestly, thank you all for listening so much. You can, of course, find us on the social media platforms on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube. If you aren't, you can be listening to us on our podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Leave us a review on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. Makes a surprising difference, really helps us out. If you really like what we're doing, you can, of course, find us on Patreon gateway anime there we are doing a whole bunch of stuff we're about to put a lot more time and energy into that really appreciate those of you who are helping us out over there couldn't be doing what we're doing without you so thank you so much graham and charlie bit of music anime and uh we'll catch you next time all the best